Drop it. F U T. F U T. F F F U T. Hello footies, welcome along to your tri-weekly dose of FIFA Ultimate Team Podcasting. We are Foot in Review. You are about to listen to our 288th episode. That's season 3, episode 154. It is Wednesday, June the 16th, and my name is Dan Wimbush, otherwise known as Wimby. Thank you very much indeed for taking the time to join us tonight. And as I said, over the next hour or so, we'll round up all of the latest foot content, bring you news, reviews, and of course, as part of footcoaching.com, we'll try and give you tactics and gameplay advice just to make that FIFA experience a little bit better for you. I'm not alone tonight. I am joined for the first time since I've been hosting the show. Anyway, we can't wait to do a show with this guy. Loving to pieces. It is Berbatov. It's Nishan. Nishan, welcome along. Hey Dan, thanks for the warm welcome. Uh, it's been it's been a long time coming. Really, really looking forward to the next star. As you said, it's going to be a big one, I'm sure. Absolutely. Our paths just keep crossing every time we've tried to set up a show. Something's happened to one or the other of us. So it's great to to finally chew the, the chew the FIFA fat with you over the next hour. And it's it's kind of nice. Tonight's a nice night where we've got some content, but not not a huge uh, slew of stuff to slog through. But um, I think we better start with yesterday's stuff because, of course, being Berbatov that you are, and uh, I'm sure new listeners may not know, but you are a bit of a Manchester United fan. We have had a new Manchester United player as part of a trio of new SBCs. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Dan. I think uh, certainly the content's been good. Uh, Means that we can chat and uh, take this content away on tangents. Uh, but very quickly covering off yesterday, uh, we did get the Sweden nation, nation players uh, SBC. Now, the interesting aspect of this, originally I thought it was just a prime players back at the end of it, and I was like, huh, must be some significant national requirements and all the suites in the, in the database are going to go up in price because all for a prime players pack, what am I missing? And then lo and behold, I log into, I, I, I log into Footbin and I say, huh, there's a 94 rated Lindelof. Interesting. Ah. And of course, I go in and I realize that it's three suites, uh, Niklas, uh, Emil and Victor. And I was like, this isn't, this is a great concept. Uh, I was happy but equally uh, nervous uh, nervous because you know you could potentially sink up to three uh, up to 400k uh, in getting these three players uh, they're of course all fantastically rated and i'm sure we'll we'll put the spotlight on victor uh, because some of the some of our fans in discord certainly looking at his composure and thinking he may be the second coming of desai and then some uh, but certainly i was thinking Good lord, this is a fantastic investment. These players are on par, I would have thought, to team of the season, if not slightly better and very accessible. But then I want to know what uh, what you thought. And also, you reckon we're going to get more of these kind of uh, trios, which basically means that I'm going to run out of fodder if I already haven't. Uh, I was very nervous after I saw this because I was so excited, but I've held myself off. Uh, but I can certainly talk to you about stats. Yeah, I mean, who knows with EA? They they haven't had a, a very distinct pattern when it comes to these things throughout this this game cycle. We've seen occasional things like, for example, the the mid that mid prime icon player pick we had a couple, you know, back in when was it March or so, and we thought, oh great, that'll be coming back again. It's not come back again. Uh, we had the Samba Stars objective 
where they released those three really great looking Brazilian Silver Stars players. And then we haven't had anything like that since. So I would like to think we'll get this again because, like you say, it's a fantastic little concept. And, you know, you get three 90 plus rated players for 400k and uh, some packs to go with it, a, well, a pack to go with it as well. So a good place to dump fodder if you have been grinding that 82 to 88 player pick or the 81 plus. But yeah, I mean, Lindelof was like you, the, the one that immediately grabbed my attention. Looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, that composure, like you say, 99 composure. You've got what I really like as well is the 97 aggression. And he's got those perfect defender work rates of high defense work rate, medium attacking work rate. If I was going to do any of the three, I, I would certainly be tempted to do Lindelof. But you mentioned him. I, I have got Marcel Desai's Pride Michael moments from that SBC. So I'm probably just going to swerve it. Yeah, I think I'm definitely swerving it, but for very different reasons. I don't have the fodder anymore in the club. Um, I'm really waiting for that one exotic French player that EA may never uh, release. Any good French player, because my squad today, uh, my endgame squad is quite French heavy. So it will take me uh, a lot of switching around and changing. Um, and if I hadn't mentioned this already, and, and I have an untradeable team of the year we're on, or team of the season we're on, so... I'm, I, I reckon he's not getting moved out for, for anybody that's hard to link. But uh, I think with Lindelof, what I mean, I really like about him, apart from what you just said, his aggression, is the fact that he's got, uh, in a three-back system, he is certainly going to be a rock star. I like his passing stats. 94 short passing, 93 long passing, and 86 vision. So given the game state, I think it's not just that your defenders today should be able to defend. Most of the folks are running a system for three one two or high press tactics just because everybody is up in the park of so even your regular let's say ninety two rated blue card from any league is going to compete with let's say your meta players uh, today and as a consequence, I think every good every defender that comes out will have great defending great physicality that's a bonus, but the passing stats actually give me the comfort that in a three-back system or in a two-back system when I'm being pressed, I'm actually able to pass the ball out to the wings and, and release the pressure. So if our listeners are actually thinking about this and on the fence, I think the uniqueness he brings to your squad, especially in a three-back system, um, playing as, let's say, the right-sided centre-back or the left-sided centre-back with his four-star weak foot last I checked, uh, I think with his vision and composure combined with his uh, passing stats, he should be a fantastic outlet uh, to the wings. And for that reason alone, I think he's quite unique in game. Um, there's a bit of a suspicion around his balance uh, and on the turn, but I think the more I look at these defenders and these high-rated defenders come out, I think the reactions and composure actually play a very long, uh, play a very uh, strong role in how quickly a player turns. Right, the turning circle of a player is quite is is impacted by the reactions and composure. So, at at first look, the agility and balance may be a bit of a worry, but equally, if you if you if you look at the reactions, I think that compensates. Some of the more hipster players may want to look to play him in CDM. You start at a three back or a five back with his high medium work rates, high defensive, medium attacking. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't play him at CDM uh, if you're slightly more hipster-oriented, if you will. But yeah, fantastic card. It's just a shame that uh, I'm quite set in my ways and very happy with, uh, let's say, a limited Desai, but uh, certainly he does the work for me. 
Oh, he's a rock for me. I, I absolutely love Marcel. Um, you talked about the agility and balance, but, you know, as, as a Varane only yourself, I mean, Varane with 74 agility, 51 balance, do you think that plays a big part in his turning circle? It does. Uh, certainly does, especially if you're a average player like our, most of us are. I mean, I have been watching tournaments, I've been watching playoffs, I've been watching the qualifiers. Uh, all this time, and Varane has featured recently, uh, as recent as watching the West Asia playoffs. Uh, I noticed that a lot of players and a lot of pro players were using Varane, but the way they play and the way they hold on to the ball and look for the angles, I think Varane is very much suited for that. But if you now come to the common folk like us that play very, let's say, high tempo is one word for it, but slightly more haphazard way of playing, let's get the ball from one end to the other with all due respect to our listeners and us as well. Uh, to an extent, that's what comes down to. And then Varan needs a bit of special care and attention, and you need to be a bit of a manual defender. Now, that may sound a bit uh, contradictory uh, in a sense that, well, this guy's got 91 pace, so you should be able to recover. That was the case in the early parts of the cycle where Varan's gold card was still serviceable for long periods of time. But with the dearth of attackers we have now and just the blue cards and now more so the path to glory cards, I think you need to be slightly more of an active defender uh, to compensate for his agility and balance. Because if I'm not actively defending, uh, Varan, of course, will make those silly blocks right in the final third if you drop back. But I play on A depth. I think you need to be slightly more active with them, despite the fact that he has some recovery pace. Uh, certainly feel that I certainly I don't notice that as much say if I sometimes run a three back and I have Carlos Alberto as my right center back or even with Desai for that matter who has similar uh, agility and balance but just because of his frame and I think in game and built in game he still turns a lot quicker than Baran if that yeah, helps yeah well Lindelof I was gonna say Lindelof is in the top 10 for total in-game stats of all center backs uh, and one of the people above him is Lota Mateus, is, uh, I think that's his baby icon, isn't it? Which is really more of a midfielder. So he's certainly up there and he's the highest of anybody with that medium high work rate. So if you are someone that, like myself that does enjoy that, that set of work rates, he's one for you. And that six foot two frame as well certainly helps him. Not an awful lot of attackers, uh, sorry, centre backs again with more stats than him. Sneaking up that uh, a quick trivia note. Do you know the centre back with the most in-game stats in the game still? Quick little bit um, trivia. Maldini. No, Maldini does not feature even in the top ten. Wow, who is it? Now I'm I'm, I'm excited. Now. There we go. So he is in. I'll take, give you a clue. He's a Bundesliga defender. Hmm. Tapsoba. No. A Bundesliga special card. Uh, has it come out recently or is it uh, yesteryear? It is, well, fairly recently, last couple of months. All right. A special card that has got the most in-game stats. I'm sure it's on the tip of my tongue. When you say it, I'll be like, ah. And when you say a defender, you mean a centre-back or yeah. you mean... Centre-back. Hummels? No. He's got medium-medium work rates. Oh, good Lord, I'm blanking. I'm really blanking. <laughs> he was in the community team of the season. Oh, David Alaba. Yes, David Alaba has the most in-game stats of any centre-back in FIFA 21. Uh, he's got one more than Sergio Ramos's team of the year card. And then, funnily enough, in third third and fourth place are Ronald Koeman's moments and prime. And then Alaba's um, UCL live card. So you can see why he's still holding such a high price. I think he's no, he's got extinct again on xbox by the looks of it according to footman 
Yeah, Alaba, for some reason, I think plays a much more to his stats, clearly, if he's number one defender uh, on footbin. But um, I'm I'm also very surprised that uh, um, he's holding his value. I think it's it's surprise in a sense that, you know, most of the community tots and other tots cards have fallen in value, but not so much a surprise because he, I think uh, Bayern Munich probably have the best, uh, you know, cards in game. Um, I don't, I don't think of another team that's got as many special cards of Bayern Munich this year. So certainly that could be also one of the driving factors of why he seems to hold his value, along with the fact that community thoughts came out first. So he's clearly a bit of a rare one on the market. Yeah, and a lot of people were holding their packs, weren't they, throughout Community Tots because they were waiting for that Premier League team of the season. So, Which was know, such a disappointment. Yeah, I know. I know. I kind of wish I'd ripped it uh, in there, but oh well, we live and learn. Uh, speaking of Bundesliga, one of the other Swedish trio we mentioned, uh, Forsberg, nicely rated, Cam. He's already had a couple of special cards. He had a, what was it, a moments card quite early in the game cycle. Yeah, it was a very good card, I think, for the for, for and a very good price as well at the time. So, yeah, fantastic card was at that time coming in at about 150k. Uh, during that time, now it's of course cheaper, but uh, certainly a fantastic card for the time. I remember playing with him for a weekend league. He used to pop up in fantastic positions as a cam. Yeah, no, really, just nice. It's hard to say things about these. You know, we can't we can't hint it earlier. There seems to be a nice new blue card every day. Um, and especially cams recently, and I'm I'm a player that that struggles with these cams. People like Fakir, I, I just because I generally tend to play four four twos. I don't really operate with with a guy that can't sort of go box to box, and it isn't really a striker. But is there any sort of play style that you would suggest picking him up for? Yeah, certainly. I think in a four one four one system, he is uh, he can operate as a as a auxiliary. Uh, CM uh, playing the slightly attacking role in a 4-2-3-1. I think any of the positions across the board, he'll be a good fit. Uh, with his body type, certainly, and and just a bit of caution, I haven't uh, played with his uh, his 93 card. I did play with his 86, and what I can recall with his body type, I really like his uh, positioning in, in the one-twos he makes. He's quite uh, receptive uh to the triggers um, now one might argue reception of trigger movement is quite player driven which is controlling the remote but sometimes i've noticed that uh, for me it's also psychological right sometimes if the player doesn't listen once or twice or i don't put the right inputs i actually blame the pixel on screen as opposed to my my button input so that's got going for me but that's by the way i think yeah honestly it's Forsberg. You could have released some other cam, and uh, it probably played the same with these stats. So, if you're a fan, you would do it. If you're looking for links, you would do it. If you have an Isaac in the team uh, from La Liga and you're looking for a hybrid, you would probably do it. I think for those who have retained certain sweet special cards from the past, uh, there have been few of them, uh, but not as many. Then, of course, you do these cards because it helps link up your team. But otherwise, you can pick up a lot of good deals on the market. Uh, for you know, for quarter of the price, uh, some one of the blue cards and off leaks. Pozuelo comes to my mind. He's he's got a five star weak foot, or was it five star skills? One, he's got he's five star, four star in either of the categories, and I think he's he's equally suitable. So if you're just looking for somebody that does the job at cam, um, you could just pick one of the one of the more cheaper cards. Uh, yeah. If I'm allowed to show off for a second, oh, for me. Too. So I managed to pack a team of the season Messi on tradable the other day as part of the 88 plus uh, uh, 
you know, uh, player, SBC. So my cam needs are pretty much sorted out for the remainder of the cycle. Uh, I know we'll get to Messi at some point, but I thought I might as well mention it since we are talking camps and game. Yeah, I, I, your pack luck. I, I, can't, I can't discuss your pack luck too much on this show. I'm used to being on with people like Nathan who have equally bad pack luck as me. <laughs> yeah, but Dan, did you not just say that you're picking up a mid-R9 at some point today? Yeah, and I have ground. I have ground. I have opened so many bronze packs to help get this guy. This ain't come easy. I've, uh, I've, been, I've been digging in the hills for gold. I've not, uh, I've not had it handed down to me by the FIFA gods. But yes, I have, I have saved many, many millions of coins and I'm currently eyeing up my first R9 since coming back to FIFA. But um, It's exciting yeah. but sad at the same time, given the game state we are in. And I'm sure we'll discuss this down the pod. But first, congratulations. Not everybody can say they've packed or bought an R, let alone uh, bought an R9. Uh, I'm sure most of our listeners will be uh, looking at you with, with envy, including myself, because the only time I've played with an R9 was when I packed his loan card moments last year, a seven-game loan, and I used him. Uh, or when I when the World Cup mode was on a couple of years ago, I think you, you could pack a 94 mid-R9, mid and that's when I used him the most. But... Congratulations, but also kind of sad to see that you've had to wait this long into the cycle to actually use him. Wish yeah. you could wish you could access him earlier, you know, with all the hard work you've put into trading and, and getting the right pieces in play. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's nice. And I again, we've discussed this on, on plenty of shows, but it's everybody should have access to these players at some stage in the game cycle. And we're still waiting for the SBC, his SBC to come out, whether it will come out at all. We, we don't know. Um, I, I think in truth, I imagine from all the reviews that I read of him in June, he's probably not super elite anymore. I imagine if you, I went, if I wanted to just go for pure wins, I would probably go for the team of the year and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo or uh, team of the year, team of the season and Bappe, um, or stretch my budget out and go for uh, Neymar, but. Like you say, it's you know it's R nine. You want to play with him at some point. You want to see what he's got and, and whether he's worth the hype. So it's a shame that it, it will cost me five million coins to do so. But yeah, lucky to be in that position. Um, if I was on a much slimmer budget, I would just round off our Swedish players by getting Eliasson. <laughs> he's a slight down downgrade. But um, before we wrap up, any any interest in him? 92 right left midfielder? No, absolutely not. With the dearth of fullbacks <laughs> you have, I mean, honestly, Dan, I mean, forget an Mbabu because nobody, with the exception of few fools like myself, actually play Mbabu at, as right back. But you pick up any right back that's actually played at right back, they're having this lesson for, for lunch, dinner, and breakfast because. <laughs> whilst he may be the pacey ones but everybody is pacey at the back now so that factor is gone that fear factor that they'll be able to beat you and he's got nothing to beat you with he's got four star skills granted that you can do most of the skills with the four star you know with four star skills these days but hey ho uh unless uh, you are la croqueta cancelling your way into the box you're probably not beating my fullback uh, that I'm actually playing at fullback and less said about the weak foot the better I mean I can barely make opportunities with my five-star Kenny Dalglish uh, I don't expect this guy to do wonders for me so yeah he's got stats he's got pace but pace so does my grandmother yeah at this stage of the FIFA <laughs> cycle so I'm not really I'm not really uh, thinking twice about this card I mean 
in terms of order, I would probably say Lindelof for the uniqueness he brings to the team. But then one could potentially argue you can probably get Matthias, who is an icon. His baby card will still do the job if the intent is to play him in a three-back system. Or Kumin for those who are slightly more nuanced and uh, do not care for the pace meta. Uh, but certainly not the other two. Um, you can get cheaper camps for Diamond Dozen who perform as as good. And, and yes, I haven't played with them, but it's not somebody that stands out in any particular area. Forsberg, and, this, and the less said about this card, the better. I don't know about you, but was there anything in particular that that made that 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 hit you that you think you'd be a good sub maybe for you oh no absolutely nothing but what i was going to say is with 48 aggression i think he'd probably um bow down and hand the ball over to your grandmother if she asked him nicely uh <laughs> oh, anybody would anybody would give their ball uh you know their football their cricket ball their golf ball to my grandmother considering she's the nicest lady i've met Aww. i mean i remember growing up we used to play a lot of street cricket i'm not sure if that's that's certainly not a fad in this country but you know, growing up, we didn't have parks in India. You do, but, you know, those you need to book them. They're occupied, and there's so many of us, let's be fair. Uh, so we would just uh, get up on the streets and play what is called gully cricket, yeah, or street cricket. Nice. So you would have uh, you would have a, somebody's neighborhood's wall with chalk all over their wall as three wickets, uh, and you would have your bat, and then you would have the balls, and these balls would go all over the place, hit somebody's windows, and land in somebody's backyard. And they would always end up at my house, uh, and my <laughs> grandmother would be one of those kindly that would hand the balls back as opposed to being really salty about it so yeah she's a very nice lady yeah on a tangent completely tangential but you go uh there you go a bit of uh, an anecdote from my personal life if you will about street cricket growing up in north annals of india yeah i i smashed a few greenhouse windows in the leafy greens of berkshire so um <laughs> i can certainly sympathize with a bit of a cricket mishap um <laughs> I but think anyway. we need to bring it back to our listeners now. I'm sure they'll be dialing off. Listeners, this is yeah. a football cast. This is foot FIFA Ultimate Team. We love football. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll have a cricket captain or Brian Lara's cricket podcast up uh, up shortly. Oh, I would love that. Uh, Such a we'll, broken we'll... game. Imagine if that game was really big now, like uh, a, a Brian Lara, Brian Lara cricket or one of the... You do know EA Sports had a cricket out, right? Uh, the, yes, yeah. Back in the day. I had it, I think. There were, you could actually put in cheat codes and have, like, there was a cheat code called Butterfingers. And every yes. time you could just smash the yeah. ball all around and the, the fielder will always drop it. It never ceased to amaze me with the commentator. In the, oh, he's dropped it again. <laughs> the best. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing for me, and we will we will move on, FIFA listeners. I do. I will say the original Brian Lara cricket on the Mega Drive. If you played on a damp pitch, you could just pitch it as far back as possible, uh, kind of trying to bowl a bouncer. But if you put no pace on it whatsoever, the ball would just die, roll along the floor, and the AI couldn't handle it, and you'd bowl them every time. So anyway, that's that's one for you retro fans. As I said, me and Nishank can be booked for cricket podcasting. We are available for the right price um but as we're being not paid but we're you know we're giving our time to this very fine podcast let's get back to fifa um we mentioned you know fodder and, and building up your club and that you haven't got much fodder at the moment so unfortunately i guess these two upgrade packs well three upgrade packs if you include the player pick we had last night uh, i guess they're not on your radar oh yeah that's just uh daylight robbery really i mean um i i get the packs today and the the spcs today are slightly more let's say you know as you said offline roll the dice it's that time of the cycle you hit the mother load who knows right if you hit a vinicius in the in the in one of the 
the packs, which just gives out Brazil, England, and French players, I think, or was it Brazil, England, uh, Brazil, French, and Germany? Uh, and the other one is just yeah, and the other one, green card ripping. Uh, some of the eighty-one plus upgrades. Whenever I get some fodder or get some deals on the market, I haven't seen a sniff. So they're really, really pricey. So if you hit one of those, they seem to be quite hot at least now and very much usable and certainly an upgrade to your squad so yeah you never know but uh, for me yeah uh it's not out of uh choice it's actually out of uh you know my popper state of yeah, the club I, if I you would will say uh, to anybody out there, I, can't do I much. think the 83 uh times 10 is it's basically a free sbc obviously especially if you've got if you're putting untradeable cards into it because it's you are guaranteed to get 10 83 cards or above and it only costs you an 84 side to do it you're going to have to be super unlucky to at least effectively not make that side back. The 82 plus times eight, because of the higher chemistry requirements to do that SBC, and because it is limited to Brazil, France, Germany, might not quite pay for itself. But again, as Nishant said, it's it's roll the dice time. Uh, it's, you know, if you've been eyeing up players, if, if you like the look of some of these green cards, or if you want to hold them in the hope that maybe there will be a team too, uh, a topic that we will get onto a bit later, but it's one you can hold. Um, I'm sure at some point in the next few weeks, we're going to have best of back in packs. So whether that's team of the season, team of the year, and uh, for birthday cards, I imagine they'll be back in as well. So these are always packs that you can hold on to for a little while. And again, with that 82, 88 plus upgrade pack and the 81 plus player pick still available as well these should be able to you should be able to grind them um as well you know things like the asia and the europe sbc league sbcs are around as well so if you do want to uh spend a few time out in bronze packs as i have done um i can't say it'll be particularly thrilling but i can say it will let you get some of these packs uh, fairly easily um but yeah i would stay away from the 85 plus rare players pack I, I do not think that that is value and i've seen a lot of very questionable pulls coming out of that nishan yeah i mean it's a it's a bit of a call on your patience and your war on attrition right i mean if you go down the bronze pack method which you've seen so much success with um certainly you can grind your way to this but i'll be honest with you dan for me at this stage of the cycle i don't know about you but i've probably picked up the game to play two whole games um and i started a third one but i quit because the other guy was la croquetta cancelling a 2100 skill rating and i just didn't have the time for it so <laughs> at this stage i'm just dialing in to see okay is there my favorite player sbc that comes out lindelof take the few boxes but not all of them so yeah that's really what i'm looking for but yeah if you've got the grind if you've got the mentality Clearly, you you can see the results because Dan's about to pick up or will have picked up by the time you listen to this a mid R nine. So, hey ho, uh, each to their own. But yeah, fair point. Uh, just, yeah, you can grind them, get them done. There's no there are no two ways about it. Especially, I think you make a very valid point on the eighty three plus. Uh, you're most likely to hit a you know uh, a dud, but who knows that green flare pops up? I don't even know what the animation is. That's how. Uh, switched off <laughs> i have green. been from this promo <laughs> so so hey ho uh you know you never know so yeah roll the roll the dice you never know absolutely and i, I will i will happily hold my hands up and say i have not made five million coins from bronze pack methoding but i have hit a few bits of good fodder i tend to do it if i'm uh, downstairs and the other half is watching some tv uh, and i'm down there and we're chatting it's something that you can mindlessly do 
Um, and do you do I, it on the app or do you do it on the console? I, What's try your preferred? It, I try and do it on the, I try and do it on the laptop with the web app. It's much quicker doing it that way. You can do it on the phone. Um, I definitely wouldn't do it on the console. It just takes far, far too long. Um, but as someone that grew up playing things like Football Manager, um, staring at spreadsheets and stuff and grinding for basically virtual Panini stickers is something that uh, that doesn't doesn't put me off as much. But then again, I, I'm, the, I'm the sort of person that plays squad battles as well. So, um, you know, I know that's a dirty word around these parts, but uh, yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with squad battles. I think we can, you know, you do squad battles and you're proud of it. That's absolutely fine. I just don't have the mental fortitude that you've displayed. I think clearly, I think there is a, an element of patience and reward within reason. And I only say within reason because it's EA, right? They're not going to hand over something to you. So if you put in the grind, then you certainly deserve, uh, from my perspective, at least, the rewards and fruits for it. It's just a shame that you put in the effort in squad battles. And I don't know about you, but whenever I've had to, I've done it because of chasing these icon uh, um the the uh, the okay. icon cards the icon token sorry so but they've rarely i mean not that i expect them to but they never paid out uh in a sense so i'm not sure i hope your luck's been better uh but no. yeah if you put in the grind you need you you know you deserve the fruits man not really i was uh in the first three four months of this game cycle i would play to elite one every week because i wasn't i don't really have time as i've said on this podcast before i don't really have time for weekend league very often uh rivals do quite a bit with a friend on co-op but otherwise it was squad battles squad battles squad battles and th this game you know unfortunately and we've said it before that this game doesn't respect playtime. this game doesn't respect uh the amount of effort you've put into it it is a casino simulator it's the same way you can see people that uh, sit at the tables of a casino day in day out looking for that big payday and then somebody who's had a few too many walks in off the street puts one pound in a slot machine and uh, hits the jackpot that is this game cycle some people will say well you know it does reward you because you get more rewards the more you play but you no know, speak to anybody who's played this game and they will tell you that you know you only have to look at the content creators who grind to uh you know elite one or top 200 and some of their rewards compared to gold three silver one so look it's all up in the air but like i said i play squad battles because I, I quite enjoy it i can switch off i can score some fun goals um, I don't want to play it too often, but, you know, I don't mind it too much. Um, but before we go any further, let's uh, just pause now for a word from our sponsors. This show has been brought to you by ClipDraw. ClipDraw is the perfect tool for getting started in the world of video analysis and video telestration. Add illustrations, transitions, and animations to your FIFA videos to highlight the action in an effective visual manner. It comes in three versions, basics, animate and motion at foot coaching we've been using this software in combination with our tools from codem to help players of all levels to perform at their best now you can use the power of video analysis too at a very nice starting point with clip draw and the best thing team foot coaching will get you going with the software start watching back your own matches and enable the power of visual feedback by highlighting key elements in motion just like seen on your favorite sports broadcast and besides foot coaching liverpool Leeds and Atletico Madrid are some of the clubs that know the power of ClipDraw firsthand. Go to clipdraw.com for more info about the different options and reach out to info at footcoaching.com. That's info at footcoaching.com to get you set up with a free 30-day trial. And we're back. Um, again, any more information, 
just email info at footcoaching.com. But Nishant, still with me through, uh, you've made it through the break, which is good. We, let's, let's talk, let's, let's delve away from the content because we've kind of covered that all, except for, oh, I should briefly say that there is a Silver Stars objective, by the way, uh, a new player, Florian Wurtz, uh, Bayer Leverkusen, German Cam, who uh, starts as 70 rated and he follows the same rule as the other festival of football. So should Germany go on to win their remaining, what is it, five, six games in this tournament, he would uh, become a 75, five-star, five-star rated player and could end up one of the best in the game. So you never know. Might as well take a punt on him. But Dishan, you, you mentioned Lionel Messi earlier. Let, let, let's get into him because I know you wanted to sort of look at his price and whether he was over or undervalued. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, one of the things when packing Messi was a bit of a heart and mouth moment in in in, a, in both senses. One was, oh, well, you know, packing an untradeable, uh, one of the top premier attackers. Um, I rem- remember packing Neymar untradeable last year, but it was much, much later in the cycle when the best off, I think, was, was back in packs. Um, so that was pretty late in the cycle with only a few weeks to go. So I think I only played maybe two weekend leagues with him before I, uh, before it was time for FIFA 22 or just time to, uh, sorry, FIFA 22, FIFA 21. <laughs> Here we are, PTSD already, right? Uh, time for FIFA 21 and give it a bit of break. But I think having packed him, I was like, okay, this is great. Uh, I can put him through a few more meaningful weekend leagues and, uh, uh, well, relatively speaking, right values in the eye of the beholder. But equally, I was a bit worried because he's at the moment he's about 2.3 uh, million coins, depending on uh, what time you log in. Anywhere between 2.2 to 2.4 million coins on PS specifically. I'm sure a little under on the Xbox. But there is a reason why he holds that value. One, um, he's not considered to fit the meta. Uh, despite the fact that agile dribbling and contextualized dribbling is a thing this year, which surprised me slightly. Two, he's not got that CR7 reach or sauce, if you will. I'm not sure if you tuned in into the West Asia playoffs, but there was this uh, there was this South African pro against a, 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 a Middle East pro in the final, in the 119th minute in the second leg, the Middle Eastern pro, I... The only reason I'm not pronouncing his name, I, I, I'm not saying his name is because I can't pronounce it. I apologize, but uh, he scored to go four three uh, to go uh, four three up uh, in the 120th minute. So we are into stoppage time. Yeah, uh, the South African pro is down, and he all he does is he, he. This is less than a minute of added time to go in game. He passes out to Davies and hits an L1 triangle long ball. And remember, this is a $10,000 game. Whoever wins this game gets to play against MS Dasari. One and two is guaranteed $10,000. Yeah. Uh, and also win, lose or draw. Um, you know, you get a chance to qualify for the E-World Cup which takes place in London next month, and he, he has now, but he gives a long ball in scores of a long ball from Davies, L1 triangle, through to name through to CR7. Now, you call it RNG, you call it what you will, but to me, at that moment in time, for him, that CR7, which you've just told me costs somewhere 6 mil, 5 to 6 mil, depending on the time of the week you want to pick him up, was worth 60 million was certainly worth $10,000 worth, right? That one kick of the goal went into extra time, won on penalties. You know, the social sphere went crazy. The commentators went crazy. Call it what you will, RNG, fair or unfair. 
those are the moments you you know you, you they, these kind of players justify the price and of course uh, messi isn't that level uh he's also one third the price of uh, cr7 so my concern was oh no i've packed him untradeable i'll use him but maybe he doesn't fit my play style because i've never used messi maybe i'll pause there and ask you have you used messi any of his cards with the exception of maybe the loan version if you got him in the friendlies mode that was that was what i was going to say uh, and i was going to ask you because i used that loan card and albeit this was a very different point of the game cycle but i found that a really fun card and i looked at it and went why is this guy so cheap he felt so good dribbling uh, just out, just left stick dribbling um and i thought he was quicker than sort of his stats suggested i just thought it was a really nice little card and and i have long since looked at messi thinking is that the direction i go in so i am interested to to see where you're going with with this review and if you think it's worth it yeah so i think i i played him in two systems this weekend league uh this weekend league just gone i played him uh to 14 wins by the way i finished 14 and 3 or 14 and 4 i don't remember but it was a pretty um the only reason i played was because i packed him and i wanted to try him out in combat well semi-competitive setting considering we're off uh, tots now anyways so i played him in a 4-2-3-1 as a cam uh with the inst- with stay forward instructions uh for the first five games and bearing in mind the elo is pretty easy he was in and out and i felt that for some reason he would always drift to the right of the pitch where you would then have that finesse angle always with his left foot now that's preferable but every t- every person in the game you play against knows that what you're trying to do with messi is get that left foot cut in and finish off on a finesse because one thing is certain top of the bat he makes you develop certain bad habits and even now i have the most fun i've had on this game is to watch his finesses on his left foot just go in doesn't matter the <laughs> opponent keeper doesn't matter the number of players in between of course if there is very little space it bounces off the the defender but you give him an inch of space he'll take he will take the whole yard and that is what's beautiful about him that's what the fun element that you were referring to is and that's not that's something i noticed is that he's able to do more often produce those magic moments in game making you feel you know wow you know i've had i had moments where i just actually you know i play so much fifa and the missus sits behind me watches telly she noticed that you're just going on you i was actually audibly saying messy messy (laughs) messy that's the kind of uh you know that's the kind of fever pitch yeah that's the kind of fever pitch he bought me to because i was like right this guy is gonna get and i'll come to the limitations and i'll come to the reasons why uh you know what i feel about him and his value in a second i don't want to give away all the mystery but if for somebody who plays so much fifa has over 2000 maybe close to 2500 games now uh for a casual player i can't call myself a casual but for an average player like myself that's a lot for somebody this late in the cycle to be that visibly excited and fever pitch in fever pitch about a virtual pixel on screen when he cuts on his left and you know what's going to happen so does the opponent it's that robin moment but it certainly goes and it's magical all the time that for that alone he's worth uh 2.2 million coins and then so no doubts about it i think his positioning however is something you need to get used to he's his medium low work rates uh certainly uh something that took a while for me to get used to and mind you i play at 22 2300 skill rating uh of course now it's dropped because i've been experimenting i'm at more closer to uh 2250 2100 but at those at that level is his his positioning is a bit 
something i wouldn't say uh, an issue with him because again i'm not a pro so i don't need to worry that much about how he positions himself but it's certainly something that you have to get used to and start looking for him uh, as you start to learn to play with him but once you do that i think with the triggers and if you start to look him up you know where he's going to be on the pitch usually a bit on the right uh, depending on how the defenders actually how the opponents defenders are framing themselves either with depending on the opposition's depth messi i've noticed is quite uh, you know his ai is unique in a sense that he positions himself in that yard of space now he does that in real life but it was kind of interesting to actively note that in in game now maybe i'm reading too much into it but it certainly felt that once you get used to him i was able to get more output out of him but the magic of finessing on his left was quadrupled by a you know was quadrupled or or multiplied by n number of factors when i switched in game to a 352 played him as a striker a right sided striker he's lights out i mean you can I've not played with a team of the year Mbappe, but last I checked, a 92 player of the month Mbappe has maybe 97, 96 pace compared to the team of the year that has 99 pace. So if you're just looking at the pace meta, I think, Dan, you were right. He plays above his stats in terms of the pace meta, given his frame specifically. The number of runs without the getting behind, just balanced instructions in a 3-5-2 with Dembele as a cam and Cantona as a target man on the left-sided striker. He is lights out finisher left foot right foot outside the box inside the box rolling the keeper just fantastic give it any angle he'll finish the most important takeaway from what i've learned about him and i still haven't learned to play with him i probably won't be able to get 100 percent out of him is his agile dribbling you said left stick that's something that you really need to be somebody that's actively thinking about left stick dribbling a lot because I, I'm not, I consider myself a competent player, but not somebody that is a, a confident left stick uh, user. So if you, if somebody can do that, great. I mean, you'll get more out of him. But also, if you can use the contextual dribbling, more importantly, if you know where to use that R1 contextual dribbling, oh, I can, I can only begin to imagine the potential of that card. Because I've tried to do some funnies. Uh, from cutting in out from the wings into the box, uh, trying to beat some of the more, let's say, sturdier, heavy-duty centre-backs and full-backs. He does some funky things that you shouldn't be allowed to do on the virtual pitch. He's virtually a cheat code, but I'm sure for those that can luck Roqueta cancel their way into the box, R1 dribble to the ends of the earth, he is a sublime buy. So overall for me, at 2.2 million coins, if you're never played with Messi and uh, you, you're you're willing to learn he's he was a buy in december at 3.5 million coins for me if i could afford him then i would have gotten him and i could actually but then always it happens to be the case well do you want to sink 3.5 million in somebody that doesn't purely fit the meta or spread it out to two really pacey players in december right that's really the question but now at 2.2 million coins for me he actually represents really good value as a cam lights out as a striker but bear in mind the effort involved in learning how to use him can put people off so originally initially i was a bit left unimpressed as i thought i would but i persevered and started using him in different systems and just try to get used to him and i know i've gone on too long uh, if it if it's not clear already to our listeners and to you for me he was he's been a fantastic buy and you're absolutely right about the fun element and at this stage if you're not having fun and if you're not trying if you're not willing to try new things learn new players then maybe 
it's time for you to take a sabbatical and really look forward to FIFA 22 because you better be recharged. So no, there I, you have it. I think that's I think that's a brilliant review, and I think that's the beauty of this podcast is is getting sort of firsthand decent experience from you know person of yourself who is a you're a good player you're a goal one player goal one player um but you, you kind of like most people listening to so you're looking to improve and that sort of first-hand experience with a player like that i my only criticism now is now you're putting doubts in my head whether i spend five million pounds on r9 maybe i need to go and spend 2.2 yeah, million but- on messi instead yeah but um, then r9 is a prestige buy i mean seeing r9 loading up onto my opponent screen makes me sit up and say poof all right we've got a game <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna get the sweats against me now um <laughs> look i i i i i'm gonna te- test that online but i do really want to get my hands on a messy card because as i said having just used that team of the year loan i do think he is very much underlooked um because he's just not as no, not as popular as he once was. He's sort of fallen behind in the popularity stakes. Um, and maybe it's his links. Maybe it's the fact that La Liga through most of this game cycle wasn't the best. But, you know, as you know, you, you mentioned you're pairing him up with Dembele. That is an utterly fearful duo to come up against. Um, and I would not look forward to uh, defending against those on a dark night in or a wet, windy night in Stoke. Wherever, whatever the cliche is. Yeah, the links for Barcelona are <laughs> immense right now at this stage of the game. I think in the last three months or so, they've come out with some fantastic players. Dembele more recently. Frankie de Jong is the staple yeah. now in most uh, of the teams. And increasingly so, you will see him play that CDM because in, in the upcoming E-World Cup, I'm sure, because Vieira will be used at that centre-back moments. Vieira uh, is used as a centre-back alongside a Varane or a Maldini, I started to notice in a five-back or even in a two-back system. So you'll certainly see Frankie a lot more. Uh, and, le- and, and let's not forget, for those of us who did Coutinho, who was a reasonably priced SPC, and I have him on the bench, by the way. So if I were, if, if I intend to, at one, of this, at, at, at one of these weekend leagues, I could actually have a Barcelona front three. But it's a shame I'm not a Barcelona fan. Uh, but certainly Messi is somebody that's now become a staple. And let's be honest, he's untradeable. I packed him, first owner... I would be a fool not to play him in my first eleven, unless, of course, I, you know, I find somebody else works for me. But at this stage of cycle, I'm really, really happy. Yeah, and look, if you if you haven't got two million coins, which obviously a lot of people, it's a lot of money, uh, and and a lot of people unfortunately can't afford to play with that. I mean, other versions of his card, you know, his ninety five CL card is is going for six hundred fifty thousand on consoles at the moment. His first in form ninety four rated is going for four hundred thousand as well. And you know his gold card is is pretty much fodder now at uh, eighty eight thousand coins on PlayStation. So go and pick him up. Um, and if you did do that team of the year, play a couple of friendly games. You know we are at the stage of the game cycle so where you don't have to be relentlessly grinding. Go play friendlies. Use use that messy card to unlock. Um, you know help you unlock some of those milestones that came up the other day that Chris was mentioning. You know there's lots of packs to be had for for just playing in fun game mode. So cracking review i know you wanted also just 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 to touch with running slightly short on time but i know you wanted to touch on as well you did do carlos alberto capita's prime icon moments sbc as well yeah and and that was a that can be that was an interesting sbc i did him because with all the untradeables we have had and the no decent icon maybe there's something to be said about that i mean they came out with two icon sbcs which i'm sure were discussed in the earlier part but what a letdown less said about it the better but on capita 
it was an interesting get because you know it's not like we're short on any fullbacks in the game. I mean, you have I actually have four right backs on my subs bench. Don't get don't ask me. I won't tell. But <laughs> it's interesting. Starting lineup, you're okay. Yeah, they're all in my bench. I mean, they come on in all sorts of positions as a DM, as a center back to see out close games when everybody is pressing four three one two. But that's another story for another day. Uh, but doing this right back is was certainly a luxury I felt at the time. But since then, I actually op- I actually use him as right back. I know he's a fantastic center back, and I've actually seen him used at center back uh, by by a lot of people, uh, both k- average k- average players as well as pros alike. But for me, initially, I was a little worried. I was like, oh no, uh, a heavy duty, high and average uh, body type, or seems like it's certainly in game playing right back. He's gonna get. He's going to get bullied, you know, with those secondary flick-ons and, you know, you tackle and you still go and get the ball. But I think the key thing about him is you certainly need to get used to uh, his his body type, especially if you're playing him at a, at a fullback. And right back, he certainly doesn't have those skills either. You know, you just can't do a simple heel-to-heel. It'll be a slower animation. I think he's got three-star skills, four-star weak foot, if I'm, last time I checked. So certainly not... Um, he's the meta for a centre-back. He's lights out at centre-back, I'm sure. His work rates aren't an issue. But at fullback, actually, once again, if you get used to, if you're an active defender, the short story is, if you're an active defender who likes to take the risk by actively defending, then he's the card for you. Because what I noticed about him was he is so offensive, but is hardly ever caught out of position. And I don't know what's what's how how that's possible, but... He gives me a Zambrotta uh, plus vibe. So it's if Zambrotta were a Pokemon, it's like a Ka- yeah, Kapita is the yeah Kapita is the evolved <laughs> version of him. Despite the fact that Zambrotta is five star, four star, so you would be one could argue that what what are you talking about? Zambrotta clearly is the better fullback, and yeah, in terms of value pound for pound, one could argue the case. But Kapita is just a out and out traditional right back that uh, active defenders like myself who who like to really uh, you know sure uh, sure. Sh- showcase their physical presence on the field my back line right now is davies at left back who's my creative outlet but apart from that i've got desai varan and now kapita completing the rest of my back line that physical presence and just the pixel and uh, while defending some of the let's say more rng elements of the game he's certainly a warrior uh and and i'm not going to recommend him because as i said there's a dearth of right backs you shouldn't be buying right back or shouldn't be, you know, uh, completing the SBC unless you've got fodder. But I think under a mil or just about a mil, he's fantastic value for an SBC Brazilian right back and actually a fantastic defender to boot. I play him right back to begin with and then I switch him in game as a central defensive midfielder and bring on Mbabu as a right back to close out games. He's just uh, all lights out very good. Uh, Stamina is a bit of an issue. I'm not sure what his stamina is on the card, but... 91. Yeah, sometimes you can notice his stamina floundering a bit, especially I have him marauding up and down the pitch. So there is, there's, there's a case to be made why that stamina feels slightly sheepish in the 70th minute, 75th minute and on. But if you've got four right backs on the bench, I'm a very active right back user. I've got Walker, Mbabu, Lazaro to name a few on my bench. And all of them come on, uh, come on in the 75th minute if I have to see out a game. But otherwise, yeah, he's in, he's actually surprised me the most. I thought I'll just be sinking, you know, fodder into him because, well, there was nothing else to do as you, I was getting bored. But he's turned out to be a sound investment and he brings in the links. So overall, trying to keep it short and snippy, 
you do him. He's very good value at a mill. It sounds a lot, but with all the packs and all the untradeable fodder going around, with all the picks, he's certainly somebody you can craft. And I think on the market, on open market, he's close to a million and a half last I checked, if not higher. So actually, he is a... He represents that value. And if you get him for a mill, Brazil, right back, sound. Uh, no two ways about it, Dan. Yeah, fantastic card. I, I said I wouldn't mind having him. I've got uh, his his prior evolution, Zambrotta, um, so, which I'm going to have to stick with, unfortunately, I think, um, given where I'm just about to pump all my coins. But yeah, he does look fantastic. I, my question was going to be to you about, because of those medium defensive, high attacking work rate, whether he did go wandering uh, especially if you try to move him close to the centre, but that it's, that's good to hear that he seems to hold his hold his position nicely. It's a bit like Joe Gomez, really, with the medium medium work rates. So I seem to find he seems to be in the right places at the right time. But yeah, it's it's a good good a place to put fodder as any. Hopefully, we'll have some more sort of marquee icons though in the not too distant future. Yeah, um, but is it even worth it, Dan? I mean, I I get it. It's the hope that kills. But honestly, at this stage, I've more or less given up. I'm I'm sure we will get a fantastic icon uh, in a couple of weeks when we're close to the fever pitch of you know quarterfinals, semifinals of Euros. Ia does does all of that really well, but I'm like, what really? You want me to do a 97, 97 Zidane now? All right, I will oblige and I will do it. But hey, Hoke should have given it to me eight weeks ago. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, well, I, I missed mean, I opportunities. Do. I mean, look, the the peak competitiveness of this game is over and the interest level has waned. Um, I do think that EA have unfortunately shot themselves in the foot a little bit with the way they ended team of the season. I think interest level dropped off and it created a window for people to go and play other games. And I can only judge it by looking at the amount of transfer activity because that's generally a rough idea of how active the game is. I look on Xbox and the the daily transfers is going on around about 700,000 and you know you know 3 4 months ago you were looking well over a million so i think they've run off i think they've run off a bit of their gamer base and i think you're right i don't think any of this is getting people back uh, yeah we're, certainly we're... not at these market prices i mean i don't know no. about you but these path to glory cards are so rare that they may not even be worth the. Th- I mean, Griezmann for. I mean, he may well be a 99 rated card at the end of the cycle if France go all the way or get all the wins. But honestly, 3.6, 3. I don't even. I think he's max bin on PS. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, that's just like why you know. They're, they, yeah. they, this is proper. I mean, we are a positive pod, but the only way you're packing them is either untradeable through the picks. You get lucky, maybe, but not really. Or you, you know, you you burn through FIFA points at this stage, which. Honestly, it's probably not in the spirit of summer heat, but hey-ho, each to their own. I will just dream of packing myself uh, one of these cards if I can muster enough fodder. I've been inspired by your bronze pack method. I'll probably <laughs> rip a few gold packs with my coins, to be honest, because I don't have the patience hey, like you do. Gold pack method is viable. Gold pack method is viable. Um, so I will. let's see where we get to, but I'm hoping I can post at least one green before Team 2 is out, if Team 2 is out, but I don't see any reason why they would miss this opportunity. I know we were going to discuss that, but uh, I don't, I mean, just just very quickly, I don't see why they would miss out an opportunity to just keep prolonging the cycle as much as they can. Whether people play or not, I think there will be a Team 2. What will be interesting to see is how they position it, because at least two rounds of games would have taken place by then or will have taken place by the weekend. Uh, so, yeah, it's certainly interesting to see how they would position it. But, yeah, there's going to be a team, too. In what form or fashion, 
Um, well, we'll see soon enough. Yeah, that was the question that uh, Chris Grandpapa Mac put in to our Discord room. And again, a reminder, if you join up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash foot in review, you can join up for as little as £3 per month and that gets you Discord access, which allows you to listen in live. As I know, we've got a few people listening in live to us right now on the show. Also lets you submit questions at any time and of course, you know, chat with us throughout the week. Um, So very much encourages to do so. But yeah, Chris wanted our thoughts. And if if we thought a second team for Festival of Football was coming. Yeah. What do you think, Dan? I mean, is is it something you can see happening? Something more exotic? It is coming, isn't it? I mean, look, they've only covered, what, 16 available nations out of the, you know, there's 24 in the Euros and what is it, 10 at the Copper America? There'll be more coming. Uh, How they handled the upgrades... I just think they'll just live with it. I just think that they've probably had these players planned and they'll just it'll just be built into the market price of these players. I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think, yeah, look, you know, if they put out a, a Bell or a Ramsey, well, then it's just, as I said, people are going to put it on the market for hire, just knowing that it's likely to get, or it stands in with a good chance of an upgrade. But the way they've positioned these upgrades with needing three victories, you know, I think we're going to see very few of these players even get one upgrade yet alone um sort of two three four uh, oh yeah i i think i agree and you make a very valid point dan i think the market value of these cards are slightly as you said inflated but the inflation is built in because of the potential upgrades that people are thinking about down the line but bear in mind it's tournament it's a euro yeah. tournament where i don't remember the last time a team won so many games i mean i'm sure this was discussed at nauseam but uh, yeah, portugal on their way to on their way to euro on the way to the last year win drew most of the games so or won on penalty so hey ho uh, i think they'll lose a lot of value eventually and very quickly you you know one day you sleep with a three million grazeman the next day you get up and it's two mil 2.2 mil something like that so just be mindful i mean it's a bit of a caution to our listeners but Hey ho, again, end of the cycle. Do what pleases you. You know, if you want to go out, spend four, t- four mil coins on a four star, four star Grazeman who looks out of the world, go for it. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, we talk about the price rates. So I'm looking at Marco Verratti, who um, has shot up about 10% in value since Italy went 1 0 up in uh, their game as, as we record this against Switzerland. So, again, that, you know, he's on their way, Italy on their way to a. Second victory, it looks like, so there'll be one win away from an upgrade. Although this was another point that I wanted to bring up just before we, we wrap up. Just if you were tempted to do the Florenzi SBC, EA have been a bit sneaky. Oh, he's, he's expired. So if you've already done this like I have, a, a word of caution. EA have sneakily snuck something in whereby if a player makes a transfer between upgrades, it will reflect his new club when they get the upgrade. Now, this is applicable for Florenzi in particular because Florenzi was on loan at PSG from Roma. PSG have not taken up the option to sign him. So theoretically, when his loan contract expires, which I would imagine is at the end of this month, if Italy are going deep into the tournament and he's due another upgrade after that date, he will then become a Roma player. So if you bought him, as I did, thinking he would nicely sit next to your player of the month, Mbappe, you might well have to replan. And the same goes for any of these other players that might be on the move um, this summer. So just be a bit careful um, if you're, you know, eyeing up some of them thinking, you know, oh, they'll be in for the long haul. I, I don't think, oh, I might be wrong, Nishan, I don't think too many of the, the, the of this team look like they might be on the move. Absolutely um, but it, not. I mean, 
it seems it seems unlikely, but stranger things have happened. I mean, of course, when they'll come out, the '96 were on this uh, this Friday. We'll be moving to Manchester United uh, in a few weeks' time. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I can see him. No, just kidding. United are probably just going to sign Danny Ings on a free if you're lucky. But hey ho, <laughs> uh, a man is allowed to dream. But on that note, uh, I think uh, I'm pretty. Uh, you know, I don't know. Whenever I talk about United, I feel blue. I'm sorry, Dan. I think you should you should take over and and give all the good stuff and leave us yeah. leave us in the in in driving into the good sunset because you brought yeah. up United. I did. I mean, I brought up United, and I'm, I've really lost the plot. So well, we started the now. show with United and Lindelof, so we we nicely book. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice oh, by the way, a round. fact, right? Just a quick fact for those who do Lindelof and maybe don't watch United play week in week out. That '97 aggression, I really, really, really want to get with the guy who gave him '97 aggression. Wow, <laughs> poor chap probably has 47 aggression, but 97 aggression. Whoa, man! <laughs> maybe they got him and uh, Elison's aggression mixed up, or maybe they thought he was Eric Bailly in disguise. I can understand <laughs> if this was an Eric Bailly card, but yeah, uh, Gold Lindelof. He's recently won the uh, the match of the man of the match in the draw against Spain, which I don't know about you, but masochistically was my favorite game of the group yeah. stage. I was like. Oh wow! Defense versus, uh, uh, you know, Van Hal's United felt like so fantastic. Yeah, I was really happy for him. Well, but what is yeah. it? Every every Man United defendant has now got a special card, except for I think Harry Maguire hasn't got one this year, has he? Ah, uh, no. I think he probably could well be in line. Actually, if there was he ever could a be in prediction, team two, actually, he could actually be in team two. You know, as that marquee English centre back with. A solid 75 pace, which you put a slap of shadow on him, will have 85 pace. And, you know, given his size and frame in game, I'm sure I'll be making a case for him as I buy him for a little under 300,000 coins. Pair him and Bobby Moore up and it's absolutely coming home. And we're going to go home because <laughs> I think when we're talking about 75 rated centre-backs, pace centre-backs, I think that is a no better time to get out. Nishan, where can people find you on uh, social media between pods? Yeah, you can find me at faulty underscore one any on Discord at one uh, Nishant on um, on Twitter. So yeah, that's that's about me. How about you, Dan? I am at Wimby on Twitter. Of course, you can go follow us at Foot in Review on Twitter. Please go drop that review, five star review over on Apple Podcasts as well. Very much appreciated. And as mentioned, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Foot in Review and join up and join us over in the Discord where you'll find me. Uh, and I will be giving my thoughts, hopefully, on uh, R9, who it still isn't falling into the price range I want him to fall into. So for a blow-by-blow account of that, but lo- also lots more interesting things, go follow us in the Discord. Nishan, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Friday's show will be up a little later than usual. It is England-Scotland in the Euros. So uh, I think most most of the uh, usual guests and crew have some sort of a uh, stake in that one. So I believe the plan at the moment is to record a show after that is out. So it will pop into your sort of podcast feed late at night slash very early in the morning. So keep an eye out on that. If anything changes, I'm sure we will uh, post to the Twitter. But Nishant, have a great evening, mate. And I hope we speak to you soon. Yeah, have a safe one, Dan. It's been a pleasure and half. Let's do this again. Thank you again for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Only one thing left to do. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. F U T. F U T. F F F U T. F U T. T. T.
interview. Okay. You.